Hello, my name is Vicky Gay, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. World leaders have avoided an economic collapse of the global economy, but they must now follow through with reforms to avoid a relapse into crisis. That was the message from the head of the International Monetary Fund, Christine Lagarde. Speaking at a press conference in Washington, D.C. to mark the beginning of the new year, Lagarde said that with over 200 million unemployed globally, world leaders simply had to deliver growth for jobs. But first, the IMF chief began with the economic outlook for regions around the world, starting with a region which continues to make headlines. As far as the euro area is concerned, we think that a lot has been achieved in terms of policies, in terms of new tools in the toolbox uh, that the Europeans have available to fight crisis, uh, yet uh, firewalls have not yet proven operational. Progress needs to be made on banking union and uh, clearly continued, if not further, monetary easing uh, will be appropriate in order to uh, sustain demand. For the United States, we think that all sides should pull together in the national interest avoiding further avoidable policy mistakes, that is, failing to agree on increasing the debt ceiling on time and prior to that, preferably, and reaching agreement on medium-term debt reduction that I mentioned earlier. For the non-advanced economies, and I'm putting together the emerging markets as well as the low-income countries, Clearly, those countries are faring at a much better pace in terms of growth. But everywhere I've traveled in the last few months, in Africa, in Latin America, and in Asia, there's always been a concern about the unbalances and the lack of decisive action to address the advanced economies crisis. So those spillover effects, including in terms of confidence buildings, are, are clear. And given those this increasing interconnectedness, particularly with certain markets. Reducing this uncertainty is going to be key uh, to the health of the global economy and to allow those regions that are still very dynamic uh, to continue to grow at a pace that is uh, sustainable and necessary for the well-being of their population. This is excessively uh, too general because when you go down the list of the emerging market economies and the low-income countries, some of them are much more vulnerable and uh, open to the risk of uh, contagion of, or rather spillover effects from the advanced economies. Others are more interconnected regionally and less prone to uh, those risks. But overall, in the main, there is that, that clear risk which leads us to recommend to them that they actually improve and, and increase the buffers that they have already used and which they need to replenish. That's the, the first imperative that I just mentioned, which is to follow through on the policies in order to uh, eliminate the uncertainty. Uh, the second um, point, which is in our view critical because it has been at the heart of the latest uh, development of the crisis, is to finish the reform of the financial sector. We recognize that there has been progress, but the process has been very time-consuming and continues to contribute to uncertainty. We sense sign of um, waning commitment. There is still a momentum, but it's probably not as crucial as it was, and we regret it. And uh, we believe that it's important for the regulators, for the supervisors, for the authorities to actually 
resist aggressive industry uh, pushback. The ultimate goal of that financial regulation, uh, massive uh, work that needs to be uh, completed, that needs to be done on an accelerated rather than a slowed down basis, clearly has to do with the growth of the real economy. And that's my third key point, that clearly authorities, policy uh, decision makers have to focus on the real economy. And what do I mean by that? I mean clearly a focus on, on growth and not any growth, but a growth that can actually deliver jobs. Um, crisis has been in the making for many years now, and what we are seeing is improvements on certain fronts, but deterioration and certainly no improvement on the employment front, which we uh, recognize as critical both from an economic point of view but also from a social point of view. There are more than 200, billion, uh, 200 million people out of a job and uh, two in five of those uh, unemployed people are under 24 with clear concentration in certain uh, areas and certain countries including in the advanced economies. So we need growth for jobs and jobs for growth. It's, it's a virtuous circle in which uh, we encourage policymakers to try to engage. We need inclusive growth and one that shares appropriately the benefit uh, amongst all layers of the population. That applies across the world, uh, both in advanced economies as well as in emerging market and low-income countries. What do we mean by that, for instance? Well, I've, I've been traveling to quite a few low-income countries lately, including countries where we have a partnership by way of technical assistance or by way of programs. Well, it means, for instance, transforming the energy subsidies programs into cash transfers, into social safety nets that are properly targeted to the people that actually need the support and that are not across the board and generally benefiting uh, anybody, including those that don't need it at all. Finally, we need balanced growth. We need to see continued the shift in demand from the advanced economies to the new growth engines in the emerging market economies. Uh, that's one aspect of the balancing that is needed, a rebalancing. We also mean by more balanced growth, a growth that is actually compatible with the sustainability of our environment and the fight against climate change. And that was the head of the International Monetary Fund, Christine Lagarde, with her assessment of the policies needed to restore the global economy back to health. And to hear more podcasts on the global economy and finance, log on to www.imf.org slash podcasts.